0: Alright, what's up everybody? This is going to be our first episode of the NDG podcast, Never Done Gaming. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Josh, and joining me is my beautiful co-host...
1: Sydney Dunn.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, you don't have to say your full name.
1: (laughs) Complete panic.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'll edit that out. (laughs) Sydney. (laughs) Alrighty. Just
1: leave it in and beep out my last
0: name. (laughs) Alright, so we're going to do... Our top ten to get us started, so you guys can get get an idea of what kind of gamers we are and our tastes and whatnot. So, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna start with our honorable mentions, and uh, in the future there'll probably be a little bit more structure in these episodes, and we'll talk about news and stuff like that. And but for now, this is how we're gonna start things. Yes. Thanks amen. for your input.
1: <laughs> Let it be done.
0: <laughs> this is the way.
1: This is the way I have spoken.
0: All right. So my first honorable mention would be. Uh, and these aren't in any order. Uh, once we get through our honorable mentions, we're going to go 10 to number one. Uh, my first honorable mention is for Verizon Zero Dawn.
1: I almost put that on my list. It came really close. I thought it might be actually part of your top 10.
0: It's really good. and I like it a lot. But
1: We've been talking about it a lot lately, especially with the news about the trilogy.
0: When you are talking about games of all time,
1: mm. that
0: list is really long, so I wasn't able to...
1: Yeah, it's, it's a, in my top ten. In your top, well, it must be in your top twenty if it's an honorable mention.
0: Yeah, oh, well, definitely. I think just the combination of gameplay, graphics, voice acting,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it checks all those boxes that I look for in a game. And, but I figured at least it mentioned it.
1: Okay, okay. Um, I agree with you there. It's not on my honorable mention list, but it probably should be. <laughs> I kept thinking of it when I was writing down my list, but my first honorable mention is Shadow of the Colossus, which is the latest iteration of it that I've played. Even though the camera is poop.
0: Um, hasn't the camera always been poop?
1: I don't know. Um, I've I this is the first time I've ever played it on PS4. It was one of the um, one of the last games I played before I got my PS4 Pro, uh, and I really enjoyed it. It's a You know, it's a boss fighting machine figuring out puzzles, and I love puzzles, so.
0: So that was the first time you played that? Yeah. So you didn't play OG, you played the I played
1: remaster. Yeah.
0: My second honorable mention, and this is probably on your list, and it's the only reason probably it's not on my list is because I haven't finished it, and that's uh, Persona 5.
2: Hmm. Yes. But I'm
0: working on it right now. I'm going to finish it within this month. We got a deal going on, so I will get through it, I just, I don't know what came out around that time, but I put 75 hours into it. Okay. I don't
1: know, cool. I wasn't, I was gaming at that time, when it initially came out in 2017, um, but I think I just wasn't gaming as much as I could slash should have been. Yeah,
0: but I mean... I'm sure we'll talk about it more here in the, in the future, so yeah. I'll just leave it at that, it's an honorable mention for me. Yeah.
1: It's a good, good honorable mention, should be higher, but that's fine. <laughs> um, Uncharted 4, it's really all the Uncharted series, but I can't, yeah. you know, I can't pick...
0: That doesn't make you top ten? No. What have it's I done? an honorable
1: mention, what?
0: What have I done? Yeah,
1: <laughs> married somebody that didn't even make their top ten? What in the world? Uh, it's, it's high up on the list for me, but when I think of, like, games that I played in hard times of my life, or games that, uh, really spoke to me and affected my life, it doesn't touch it. Uh, Indiana Jones movies more do that for me than the game does, but I do love the games. We'll, we'll are, talk about that yeah. more.
0: I'm sure. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Oh, and then uh, my next one is Prince of Persia and The Warrior Within.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
0: And I, when I was making the list, I was, like, jotting stuff down, and then I was like, oh, Prince of Persia. But my list is already full, and I I didn't want to knock any games out of it. So I f- I played it, like, when it first came out. Uh-huh. I got it for Christmas. What it was, system? like, the best Christmas ever. PlayStation 2.
2: Okay.
0: I got that in the first kill zone. And it was, yeah, it was, well, it probably was my best Christmas because it's the only one that I remember, like, the gifts that I got and how excited I was. And I'm, I mean, I've gotten better gifts, but it sticks out I'm in upset. my mind. And uh, the all the Prince of even the weird one with Nolan North that was, like, cartoony. Was, yeah. was great. It
1: was, like, almost like a Telltale game. But I had to. In the animation.
0: I had to at least mention it. Those were, goes back to, those were my. Roots on why I like Assassin's Creed and stuff so much because, yeah, and Ubisoft.
1: Yeah, I played that on uh, GameCube originally. I bought it off of eBay. I'm pretty sure I snuck bought it using my mom's credit card.
0: Yeah, it's violent.
1: Well, and she, there was no concept of violence or anything like that when I was growing up gaming. What the issue would be was scantily clad women. <laughs>
0: It had that too?
1: Yeah, it had that, but yeah, I, I snuck bought it crazy. off of eBay and hid it until she figured out what I did, and then I had to pay her back. It was all of $11 back then.
0: <laughs> That's
1: awesome. $11 for a game now. It's insane. Um, My next honorable mention is Overcooked 2.
0: Oh, nice. That's on my list as well, as honorable mentions. It almost made my top ten. It's just because...
1: It's so fun.
0: Yeah, our co-op experience, too. Our, really.
1: That was the first game. Um, backstory for everybody. I mentioned that we were married earlier, but we have been together for a little bit over a year and a half, and um, that was the first game that we ever played all the way through together, and Josh and I played it on my system. Um, Got of the Platinum. And so. he... he and I worked on the platinum together, but he really wanted me to earn the platinum with him and I wanted to as well.
0: I think it's a real relationship tester too. It gives you kind of like a an idea of how people react under pressure and how you communicate. Mhm.
1: And uh, it's also a fun game to play if you're just looking to have a good time with a whole bunch of friends and there might be a little bit of alcohol happening. Yeah. Anything like that. I think it's a blast.
0: Yeah, it's super fun co-op up to four people
1: great and then the dlc which we have all of it but we haven't played it it's, it's all fun it's challenging which is i think that's super interesting coming from a game that is a multiplayer game most multiplayer games now you play with like your cell phone and they're not challenging it's like trivia or mm-hmm. there's there's some that are just purely funny like game beast is hilarious yeah um, but it's not a, a game that I like want to work on with somebody and, and grind through. So, that was my honorable mention.
0: Okay, so, uh, my next one, that was on my list as well, but I'll just do um, Super Mario World on the uh, SNES. Oh, wow.
1: Okay, going old school.
0: Yeah, it's just, well, I, Mario had to come up just because it's roots. It's kind of started this whole thing. Yeah. Not really, but popularized it and super mario world is pretty immaculate as far as just gameplay goes and i remember playing as a kid my mom was super good at the uh getting the feather and flying because there's some levels where you could just stay at the top of the level
1: mm-hmm.
0: and she was better at it than i was so that kind of sticks out in my head
1: but my sisters were really good at that game i remember when we got the wii and you could buy that digitally online my family was like, oh my gosh, we need this, and we need Tetris.
0: Yeah, it was so nice to be able to suspend and save whenever you wanted.
1: hmm Because
0: mm-hmm. we didn't get that as kids. We had to... Yeah. Leave things on, or... I mean, they had save points, but not, like...
2: Yeah.
1: I couldn't do
0: it every level, or in the middle of a level.
1: Nope, I remember the first time I ever played a game, I played... One of my very first memories was playing Laura Croft on... I think it was PS1, my cousin Andrew... At it, and I, I locked Tomb up. Raider. Yeah. Tomb Ra- what did I say? Laura Croft. Oh, Tomb Raider. It, <laughs> is it, she's Laura Croft. Uh, she is Tomb Raider. Um, but, i locking the butler in the freezer, and turning the game off, and then coming back from playing outside, and he was out, and I was so frustrated. I was like, no! We were supposed to stay in there!
0: That's awesome. I never really got into the Tomb Raider games. So I played a little bit with my cousin, but we never... At least I never got into it as much as most people.
1: Uh, I just liked it because it was a female protagonist, and I, at, you know, at the age of, like, five or six, I really didn't have any concept of how sexualized it was. Yeah. So... Do you have another one? Uh, another honorable Your mention? last one?
0: Is it your last one? No.
1: I have two, three more. Um... Death Stranding.
0: Oh, wow, okay
1: that game touched me i don't know why i just like it it's it's almost like black licorice. that game you love it or you hate it and i really loved it I, I i worked really hard on it and got to know like as much of the backstories of the characters that i could i don't have the platinum yet still working on that but no, it was really touching to me and even though it was really twisting and turning, I still like connected with the characters. So
0: that's a good one. Did not make. There's nowhere on my list, but <laughs> I enjoyed playing it. Okay. Uh, my last one is Skyrim, and uh, it almost made my top ten, but it got beat out by my number ten game, which we'll talk about here in a second. But uh, Jacob and I. He came out, uh, he wasn't living out here yet, and he, he flew out for a visit when Skyrim came out, and we played like 60 hours in, in five days. Oh my goodness. It was amazing. And like, we, we played so much like when I went outside, it felt like I was taking a break, like that wasn't, Skyrim was my reality, mm. <laughs> and being outside was, like it felt weird. And it felt like, well, all these graphics, they look weird. Because I was so used to Skyrim. But And I never beat it. I put like 120 hours into it and didn't beat the main story.
1: What did you play it on?
0: Uh, Xbox 360. Oh, wow. It was pretty broken on PlayStation 3. Yeah. But, yeah. That.
1: I remember Oblivion before that. and My cousin mm-hmm. Daniel was so into it. Like, obsessive about it.
0: Yeah, those games are crazy.
1: And I tried Skyrim when it came out, and I just, I still, I still can't get into it. I, my, my squirrel brain gets kicked in, and I'm like... It's too open. I don't know what to do, because there's so much to do. What am I supposed to do? You need a little,
0: little structure, a little hand-holding.
1: Yeah, a little bit, not, nowadays, a lot less. I was gonna say, Death
0: Stranding is...
1: A lot less. Death Stranding has a straight story, though.
0: But it's also, like, here's the world.
1: Yeah. Have fun. Yeah, but I do. Yeah, that's a good one. I have two more honorable mentions. I don't know how we got off.
0: I don't know either. No, Maybe I counted wrong. Um. Oh no! I have one more. Okay. I didn't see.
1: It. Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. <clears throat> oh okay. Um, it's just it's weird because a lot of the time I don't like that game that much because it's such a mountain for me to climb. I'm trying to get the platinum minute. I've been trying to get the platinum minute for a couple months now because I picked it back up. I originally played it in 2017 um, and played through and was just like, well, that was a neat story and I'm done with this now. It's first interaction into the Resident Evil world at all. And now I'm like, I've played the story a couple of times and it's just the characters are more complicated than you want to give them credit for upon initial looking at them and I think it's really good.
2: Alright.
0: Uh my last one is Legend of the Dragoon. Um it's a PS one RPG. That's that not on your it's
1: not in your list? No. What?
0: It was like the first JRPG that I beat. And remember like I I just couldn't beat it. Towards the end you like really have to grind. So I remember just sitting in this one room and killing this one little floaty uh enemy it was like a magic box I probably killed him like 200 times to mm. level up to a point where I could beat the, the last couple bosses but that game's awesome and the combat system was ahead of its time I think and I have it on the Vita and I was actually playing it recently and it's like it holds up it doesn't look great because it's early ps1 mm-hmm. but even for that they they look pretty good it looks better than Final Fantasy 7 for sure. Yeah. But yeah, there's combat and the story was really good. It had really good cutscenes for the time. All that stuff is rough now, but it almost made it. that one was really hard to cut off the list, but it had to be done. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: my last honorable mention is Firewatch. Okay. It's super sad.
0: <sighs> yeah, I can I, I wasn't a fan. i played it and was it was fine.
1: Uh, I really... Just getting to see a character develop and, and see him develop from a bad situation was
2: mm-hmm.
1: was really cool. I went through a serious emo phase, and that was one of the games I played. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so I think we're about to get in our top ten. Just want to warn everyone, there may be some spoilers mixed in because we're going to dive a little deeper and try and talk about why. They are where they are on our list, and that may include some spoilers. If Obviously, if we haven't played one of the games and we're planning on it, we don't have to spoil it for each other, but I just wanted to warn yeah. the folks that there may be some spoilers. <coughs> Ladies first.
1: So my first one, my, my number 10, is Luigi's Mansion on the GameCube. Um, I remember for Christmas, um, I think it was in 2002, my cousin Holly Ann and I both got matching GameCubes, um, they were the, the oh, that's s- cute. silver ones, and they came with Double Dash, uh, Mario Kart Double Dash, and all we wanted to do was play that, and around that time, I think Luigi's Mansion had come out like a year or two before, and she got a copy of it before I did and I, I begged and begged and begged my mom for a copy of it, and eventually I got one. <clears throat> it was a long time later, but I loved every second of it. It was super cute, really cute, cartoony um, graphics, and I thought it looked amazing at the time, and uh, had Luigi going around and asking for Mario, which was one of the first times I had encountered voice acting in a Mario game besides you know Super Mario 64 and Mario Kart.
0: I thought you were going to say just gaming generally.
1: No, the other ones were just, they weren't, it wasn't like a whole lot of dialogue or anything like that. And even though the professor in it had like some made up language, it was still fun to me.
0: Yeah, and I, see that's my, not to be down, but that's my problem with, they're still doing that.
1: Well, yeah, they're still doing that. The
0: new Luigi's Mansion has the same exact thing. And I feel like they should get knocked for that, even though the game's fun.
1: But it's a lot of nostalgia though. I know. I feel like they would lose more points if they did change it from from hardcore fans. Like I would be upset if they would add an actual voice in for him. Upset? I would be. Jeez. Oh, I love. The
0: problem with the Nintendo fans. Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Um, but I was upset about the Wii U. Like that was that was a huge step forward in technology. But I was upset, just frankly, for the name, and I refused to buy it. <laughs> I was like, "This is a stupid name. I'm not gonna buy this system just because of the name."
0: So you think that's the best Luigi's Mansion?
1: Um, I haven't finished three, but I do get like I I played two on um, I bought a Nintendo 3DS specifically so I could play Dark Moon, and I liked Dark Moon, but it wasn't it didn't have the same like heart for me. Okay. Because. With the first Luigi's Mansion, you felt like you were in a like a Looney Tunes. Did it have a Mario Mm -hmm. button? He like panic screamed too. It was it was fantastic. It's pretty fun.
0: I mean, Nintendo is great at making things cute and adorable.
1: Yeah, it was one of the few games that like my, I I played. I remember playing it in the car on the way to summer camp because my parents had bought a converter so that I could play my GameCube in the car when we were driving a whole lot of places during the summer for church stuff and I, I played half of the game in a couple of hours in the car and my mom was watching me and she thought it was so fun. That's cool. Yeah. Special memory.
0: That is really cool. Okay. What's your <clears throat> 10? My number 10 is Metal Gear Solid.
1: Just original?
0: Well, Metal Gear was on the NES, I'm talking PlayStation 1, Metal Gear Solid. Okay. Um. when I was a kid this game blew my freaking mind it was the first game I remember having voice acting
2: mm-hmm.
0: which PS1 and it was good voice acting I mean maybe if I went back and played it it would seem a little cheesy but Kojima loves his long cutscenes and he's been doing it forever and it was even on PS1 there were ridiculously long cutscenes with the voice acting which is like way unheard of way ahead of its time the gameplay the stealth like the graphics had it was like top down but also 3d in a way that games hadn't been or at least games that i had played up until that point had been great bosses great moments like there's a you've never played it right no there's a moment where uh there's a boss called Psychomantis, and you he reads your memory card While you're playing. And he freaks you out and thinks that he's going to delete your saves. And he'll, like, make comments like, Oh, I see you've been playing Castlevania. That's interesting. Oh, wow. And, like, as a kid, he's this creepy boss. This, like, psychic, weird dude with a gas mask on. And he's reading my memory card and telling me what games I've been playing lately.
1: Satan in your It was freaking
0: crazy. And, like, one of the... The way you solved one of them was you had to unplug your controller and put it in, in the second port... To huh. give yourself, like, control over. Because he, I think he, like, mimicked your moves or something like that.
1: How do you even figure that out?
0: I know, that's what I'm saying. And I don't even remember as a kid, like, <clears throat> if we were just experimenting or if we heard it from friends how to beat it or whatever. But And then you got, like... Because
1: uh... this was pre-internet days, so it's not like the cheat was online that much.
0: Yeah. And then there's the sniper. Something wolf. I feel bad that I can't remember. It's been a while since I've played it. But, um... Then there's a uh, raven... He had this tank, and he had to throw grenades at him. It was insane. It was a, the game is in, incredible, and I wish they would remake it. <clears throat> and there were some rumors that I think Blue Point was working on it, but that ended up not being true. And it kind of made me sad.
1: That they were they were working on like a remaster. Or yeah, but
0: Konami, Konami sucks, so that'll never happen. Well, unless PlayStation like, Konami in is... and buys the IP, which will never happen. It's different now. Konami sucks.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: They do. They suck.
1: Is that it? Yeah. Okay. I don't want to cut you off.
0: Well, that's all I had to say about that. Do you
1: want to do your number nine or do you want me to do no, it? No, go ahead. Okay. My number nine is Hellblade sinuous Sacrifice. Senua. Senua. Um. It's a really... It, it was a really, really... Um, it was a game changer for me. Uh, I... It just, like, opened up my eyes to a lot of different things. First of all, 3D sound. Let's talk about that. That was my first game that I had ever played with wearing headphones and 3D sound. So getting to experience that, like, not gonna lie, played it for, like, an hour, and I shut it off because I it was giving me anxiety.
0: Yeah, it is pretty creepy. it did a really
2: job.
1: Then that was, yeah, that was a, um... It's also just, like, a really good look into somebody who's... Um, who has mental illness and who is also dealing with depression and all sorts of things. I'm not going to spoil what happens, but, like, just the progression and the growth of of her as a character and what she goes through and where she ends up at the end is pretty great.
0: Visually incredible. Visually incredible. And I can't believe that voice actress wasn't even a voice voice actress. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, she was one of the devs working on it.
0: That's nuts. Just... See, shoot your shot.
1: Well, and she got take some
0: chances. You never know.
1: She got nominated for best vocal performance that year at the Game Awards.
0: Yeah, freaking crazy. It's really cool that that she had that opportunity. Yeah. And that was actually good. Mm -hmm. But that's the same thing. Like Borderlands, like Claptrap was one of the, or no, not Claptrap. He is now. He's one of. But there's voices in Borderlands, I think, specifically that they just pull from their team. They let them audition and stuff.
1: Oh, I think that you told me that. I that. think that's cool.
0: But Claptrap now, there was a voice actor that was doing it, and there was a whole hubbub about him not getting paid and when he wanted to get paid, and there was some drama. But now it's a guy acting like him. And <laughs> <laughs> he just works at, at Gearbox, which is kind of shady. But
1: Gearbox.
0: Did you have anything else you want to say about how No.
1: No. Uh, good game. Play it.
0: She looked at me because I haven't finished it. But you can't see that.
1: I'm looking at a few people.
0: Can you feel it? Uh, my number nine <clears throat> is Final Fantasy X,
1: which I am playing.
0: Yes, we have a deal right now that we're or we're gonna like every month or maybe every other month we're gonna have games that. Like, I passed up or she passed up that I really want her to play to talk to her about it and vice versa. And so my game is Persona 5, and her game is Final Fantasy Ten. So I'm not going to spoil anything, but yeah. I wanted, I will talk about that's another game that kind of blew me away with the voice acting. Because JRPGs at that point where you had to read
2: mm-hmm.
0: all the Final Fantasies up until that point. Uh, it was just... And that really... Kind of pushed me away. I wasn't a big oh, reader.
1: It absolutely pushed me away. I never played games like that. Um, for that specific reason.
0: So to have. To have voice acting and it was actually mostly pretty good. I mean, it's corny dialogue, but. It's a PS2 game. So the cutscenes, uh, I think, are really really good though. Still, and they hold up. Uh, and I was like peeking over at your screen while you're playing it. and I was like, yeah. I remember all that, and it almost made me want to play it over again, but I just pulled out my Vita and played with my... I have like a 70-hour save or something like that, and I can summon whatever I want to summon and just kill everything I want to hit. It's awesome.
1: Just lets you itch that itch, huh? Satisfiety itch.
0: Yeah. The story uh, is pretty good, and I'll keep it light since you're playing through it now, but there's a couple like seriously... Like corny moments that still make me laugh, like I'll think about them randomly. And I'm excited for you to see that so we can talk about it. But uh, yeah, Final Fantasy X, I played it, I think, originally when it came out. And it kind of blew my mind with uh, just the production quality. I wasn't used to having an RPG that had voice acting and really good graphics, and those cutscenes were mind blowing. So, pretty pretty crazy all right so what's your number eight
1: um my number eight is the last guardian oh okay yeah i love animals and that is a
2: game
1: yeah it's a bird dog cat situation treacle and i love him and that's a really good game and um one of the few games that i've played and i've teared up um it was just really, really good, and um, the ending, I'm not going to say anything about it, um, but the the game overall, I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, you've played Shadow of the Classes, right? hmm Yeah, okay. I mean, obviously, same developer, um, same studio, I and mean, I know that they did Ico, which I want to play, I just haven't gotten around to doing it yet. Yeah, I
0: was about to ask you if you played that one.
1: No, it's, it's on... My eventual list. That game my... took
0: like 57 years to come out. Aiko? No, The Last Guardian.
1: I had heard that. The VR experience is pretty cool.
0: I did do that. There's yeah. like a demo where I did that.
1: That was pretty neat. Um, but I liked it. It was simple. Uh, and it, like, it, it didn't get too complicated. And it actually was good for me because you... A lot of games you just like are instantly connected with something and it just, it does what you say or, or they do what you say, another character. But in that game you had to earn the, the trust. You had to earn the relationship. Which, doing that with an animal meant a lot to me, personally. So, And That's the cool. music. Oh, the music in both that and Shadow of the is like, I hear you, I instantly want to cry. <laughs> like, oh my god, I'm so gay
0: and yeah. what like what was emotional about it
1: I can't say without ruining things
0: well why not I don't, I don't care or is that are you never going to play it is that a game that you're going to make me play in our uh, it might deal? be
1: <clears throat> okay then I guess we just, gonna have to just the overall development of of how the story unfolds I'll say that because I'm not going to say like how things happen but there's a twist and you just it, it kind of shakes everything
2: hmm. okay
0: Is that it?
1: That's it for my number eight.
0: My number eight is The Force Unleashed.
1: I was wondering if that was going to be on the list.
0: Yeah, it has to be. Um, Sam Witwer is Starkiller. Mm -hmm. Or Gallen Gallen Merrick, however Mm -hmm. you want to call him or whatever you want to call him. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really anticipated for me when when I first heard about it. I was like finally a Jedi game where like The force powers are way over the top, and graphically, like Lucasarts freaking just killed it for a PS3 game. And there's even a PS2 version of it.
1: I played it on the Wii.
0: Which you, I think you played the PS2 version then. Yeah. Which is pretty funny, but um, that game uses the Euphoria engine and uh, DMM, which is uh, Digital Molecular Matter. So. Glass breaks like glass. Wood wood splinters like wood. Metal bends like metal. So, that's the stuff in games that really I nerd out about. Mm-hmm. So having that and the Euphoria engine is like a physics based. They have like each character has a little nervous system, and they have like rules that they obey and they they have self preservation, and you can see that when you pick up a stormtrooper, and you bring him by one of his buddies, so he'll jump out of the way. You can actually like. If you pick up a Stormtrooper and you can kind of free free move around Did you play... Did you only play it on the Wii? Yeah. So I don't know how. I don't know. I didn't play that version. But on PS3, you can pick him up and you have like free range of motion on what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And if you push him into other Stormtroopers, he'll try and grab onto them. And you can lift... So you can lift multiples up. And eventually he'll lose his grip strength and they'll fall. Or, like, if you throw him slow enough, the stormtrooper will jump out of the way. If you throw him off a railing, the stormtrooper will hold the railing until he can't anymore. And, like, the dialogue matches all of those scenarios. Like, it was, it's unbelievable.
1: This is a really good game. I remember being... I don't know what I thought was going to happen with the story. Yeah. Honestly. But, like, I remember ha- that whole thing and being like, no, don't make bad choices.
0: <laughs> and just the, the premise of the game, like... Where it starts and your... Vader has a secret apprentice that's... Mm-hmm. Like he ends up... Pl- he pulls the lightsaber out of Vader's hand on Kashyyyk and... I just thought <clears throat> that it was a cool idea. And then put on that great graphics. And the game systems that they used just scratched all the stitches for me. And that's a game that I can always go back to and still enjoy playing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the story with Proxy and... His, and He's programmed to kill him so he's shown up as like Obi-Wan Kenobi and it was like a really cool twist because I think I caught a glimpse of it in a trailer and I was like dude Obi-Wan's in this game but it ended up just being his, his droid mm-hmm. and then Juno Eclipse and their whole love story and
1: yeah that was devastating to me
0: the, uh, the ship that she had I can't remember the name of it but yeah that game was fantastic and that's why it's on my list at number eight
1: very good one.
0: Did you make? Did you have to make a choice at the end of that game? Yes. Which choice did you make?
1: I think I did both, because like I Which, went back and What I did you
0: do it. first? Initially. Yeah.
1: I think I made the good choice.
0: So you killed. You sacrificed yourself. Yeah. And you killed the emperor. Yeah. And then yeah, it kind of blew my mind. You kill Vader and take his place if you want.
1: Yeah, I remember that would being like one of my first instances with making a choice and having the choice matter and the outcome yeah. of your game than just being like ah, My actions have consequences in here
0: and you got that really cool skin
1: hmm
0: as you're like the new darth vader and you had like long fingernails and So maybe it was the same game on the wii maybe, maybe it just did look it looked worse
1: Probably
0: or maybe it had the same story beats Well, obviously it's not gonna look I think good. it
1: had the same story beats, but I don't think it had the same mechanics because like what you are talking about with them having a nervous system and everything. That's yeah, so cool. I did not, I don't think I experienced that.
0: Yeah, I like but... nerdy deep dive and all that before the game came out, so.
1: Yeah, I don't remember how old I was when I played it. See, I, I had to be at least, like, I got my first Wii when, or my, my only Wii, I still have my original Wii. I think I was 15, 15, yeah.
0: Yeah, right, maybe we'll look up some videos later. We should load that up on the PS3, because right, I want to show you those systems, it's really cool.
1: I have it, and I think I had it on my wish list for my PS3. I just didn't get it.
0: No, I have I have both of them.
1: Oh, okay. Well, we'll yeah. do that. Okay.
0: So what's your number eight?
1: Num- my number eight? Number or seven. Number seven. Okay. My number seven, and I'm kind of shocked that this isn't higher on my list, but it's not, um, Detroit Become Human.
0: That is super shocking. Yeah. That's... She bought it like four times.
1: I, I did buy it like two or three times. Yeah.
0: At full price
1: mm mm-hmm. I wanted to support the dev. That's insane. Quantic Dream is my favorite dev, so I I bought it and did an all niner. Uh, my myself and my roommate did. I played it and finished it in eighteen hours. You know the story I got was there was a lot of stuff that was like really hard for me to to face and to swallow and just to be okay with. I'm not gonna say anything because you haven't finished it. Yeah. Um. But there was just so many twists and turns in that game that. Uh, I found out that other people didn't find out because I made certain choices and that other people found out that they told me about because they made different choices and it's just, I love that you can action or games that have your actions matter are pivotal Mm. to me. Um, and that one came at a, a, a tough time for me, just life-wise. I was trying to figure out what I was doing. (laughs) With everything in my life, and that was a, a really good game, and it, it got me in thinking about, you know, my actions have consequences, and it made me think, which was great. Um, just really good story, really emotional story. You get connected to so much so quickly in it, um, depending on who you are, I guess, and how you play the game. Yeah, just excellent, excellent game.
0: I like that they have, like, everything broken down that web, and you can go back and... Mm-hmm.
1: That was the first time that I'd seen that in a Quantic Dream
0: game. Yeah, I like that flexibility they give you, and you don't really have to question like Mm-mm. what's going. On. Like you can just so you can see everything. It's, it makes it easier, and I think that's a good design choice.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Is that your first Quantic Dream game?
1: On my list.
0: I was gonna say, are there more on the on the list?
1: There's yeah, there is more. <clears throat> I was gonna say
0: okay, well there should be if you if they're your favorite dev, just like mine. I made the list a couple times. My number seven is Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Okay. And it's my favorite. Assassin's Creed just generally. I was talking about hype earlier. Assassin's Creed, I heard about it like four years before it came out. Mm-hmm. And I think it was 2007. So I was just out of high school. So when I first heard about it, well, I was four years before. So I was still a kid. I was so excited. And then it got delayed a couple of times. I remember working. I was working... Uh, my demolition job way back in the day and I would just think about it all the time so I was really excited and then the first Assassin's Creed finally came out and I don't think it met what they promised but I still think it was it was an incredible game and did things with big crowds that games hadn't done yet and how the combat and stuff interacted and games didn't really do that yet either and I still even though and I will talk about this more with my next game um, to kind of give a little bit away but their combat and Brotherhood specifically but Assassin's Creed just generally from the beginning is basically the Batman combat before Batman.
1: Oh yeah, I agree. 100%. And everybody
0: gives credit to Batman for that and I'm like Assassin's Creed did it first.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And they
0: did it with they did it without the icon. You had to just watch the character encounter where Batman you get a big flash. I mean, you can turn that off with difficulty but anyways... So, that's a little pet peeve of mine. I don't... Assassin's Creed did that before Batman did it. And now it's the Batman combat. Games have the Batman combat, not the... <laughs> well, and Assassin's Creed, has gone away from it and, and changed uh, pretty drastically nowadays with, like, Odyssey and Origins. But, um... Brotherhood... <clears throat> the combat is so... responsive and unique. You have all these different types of weapons and then in each scenario like i got it to where i broke it down to animations of the characters in combat affect like the killing animation that you get Mm -hmm. and it depends on your angle it depends on the angle of the sword it depends on your body position so i got it to where i like i wanted to see all the different animations that you could get with every single weapon and there's like Swords, long swords, spears, daggers, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and each one has their own unique, I, I think, like four or five animations, uh, like killing animations. And then it's, they have like a combat arena. Did you play Brotherhood?
1: I played all of them up until uh, um, Origins.
0: There's, uh, it's like a challenge room, and the enemies just keep coming and mm-hmm. coming and coming. hmm and that really showed me how, like, quick and responsive, like, if you get hit in that game, because one of the challenges is, like, you can't be hit, and you're supposed to see how many people you can kill before you get hit. And, uh, that game, if you get hit, it's your fault. Like, it's as as responsive as any combat game I think I've ever played.
1: Yeah. I've, AC2 was the first game I ever 100%ed.
0: That was my first platinum.
1: That was, really? I didn't know that we both did that. Yeah. I mean, I did it on Xbox 360, and count. I... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Before I came to the light. Um, But, yeah, I remember Brotherhood and being... That was the first one that you could have ships, right?
0: No, that's Black
1: Flag. No, like you you, No, that's
0: AC3. No, not
1: like that. The ones that you, like, ordered people to go places.
0: Oh, yeah, maybe. It's been a little bit.
1: Um, I remember that and playing that and being like... I feel like a warlord. These are my people. Yeah, I am telling them to go fight and take out people and all this stuff, and I felt so cool, even though I didn't get to participate in the combat at all. But I still it was, like, loved simulated. it. Mm-hmm. It was it was like a board game before. You know, you, you played games like that in a game really for me, and I didn't I didn't have a whole lot of experience with um other games other than Nintendo games so i had like the family experience games a lot of the time
0: Oh yeah that's a big leap. It's yeah. Really family friendly.
1: Yeah. Remember the first time that like walking around and there's i think at AC1 there's like a like a brothel or something and i was just like oh bad.
0: Not remember. Oh anyways. Anyways. But yeah, uh AC Brotherhood is probably my favorite Assassin's Creed, so Odyssey is pretty close. But they changed so much, I don't even feel like Assassin's Creed games are Assassin's Creed anymore. They're
1: well, once they did what they're they just did. a big adventure game. Yeah, That's they really they switched stuff do. up, and then as soon as AC Three happened and they ended a certain character storyline, I was just like. Yeah. This isn't Assassin's Creed anymore. And it
0: was so cool! They were going, like the bleeding effect, he was turning into an assassin, and I was like, Jacob, if you ever want to get Jacob fired up, that's a good conversation, like the AC. They were going such good places, and then they wanted to do it yearly, so they were like, well, we can't end this, and what they decided to do was super frustrating. Yeah. Anyways, what's your number
1: five? Six. Number six. Heavy Rain.
0: Oh, okay, so you like that better than Detroit,
1: um, for or is nostalgia st- purpose? Nostalgia Sorry. purposes. I was gonna say this. This next part of my list is gonna be driven a lot by nostalgia. Um, is that a gag? Yeah. Because of nostalgia,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> I I love it. It was the first PlayStation game I ever played. Um, like, actually played from start to finish other than, you know, picking up a quick controller at a a friend's house or something. Um, and... That was my very first Quantic Dream game, and it was just... It was very, um, also moving. Even though the voice acting in it is terrible. Um, there's, there's a lot in that game that is not very good. Uh, but... I don't think I would have been so gung-ho to make the leap from um xbox 360 to a playstation 3 if it had not been for that so
0: game. that was your gateway
1: yeah that was my <coughs> that was the opening. Jason. yeah Jason. Sean! yeah voice acting was terrible but i was also just like really amazed by the fact that um they looked like the actors that they yeah. were Yeah.
2: Like facial capture, and facial stuff was really capture, good.
1: everything on it was pretty pretty good for the time. Um, the gameplay on it is really rough now. Um, it's one of the reasons I don't have the platinum. It's because of the stupid bear trophy that you need from driving in the rain on the highway. <laughs> yeah.
0: I even tried, and uh, that was nice, yeah. Right? It's
1: it's it's dumb, but it's a really really like if you're trying to get somebody to understand why a PlayStation is. For me why playstation is such like a huge thing and why it's the system that i choose that's one of the big ones because of um, a really powerful story that is an exclusive or was an exclusive up until I was now gonna say, they're not
0: even a playstation owned
1: nope they're they're making they're going to start making um other games or games for other systems now but that's okay I still have my heart.
0: I have a... Because I played and *Beaten* and, uh, Heavy Rain, and I actually, my dad...
1: <coughs> who, who... How close are ending?
0: I don't remember. I was going to say, we can talk more about the story, because you're not spoiling anything from me. Um, but my dad, I wanted to show him the graphics, because that was kind of our... I would just usually show him the stuff that was, like, cutting edge at the time, and kind of was blowing me away to show him, like, how far games have come. Mm-hmm he came in i can't remember exactly what the scene was it was the detective the older dude
1: shelby he
0: was in the scene and it at the time it was like realistic like almost you feel like you're looking at something like a photo realistic or you're watching a cutscene or something yeah so he's like oh my gosh this game looks so good i was like yeah and he's like can you punch that guy And it just happened to be in a moment where, like... Where you
1: could punch Where I could punch
0: him. And he was like, oh my gosh! And I think it kind of, like... And I was like, like, I didn't... I couldn't just do that to everyone. That just happened to be... It was perfect timing, and I thought that was really funny.
1: Yeah. Well, there was so much that happened, like, taking care of the baby, and... you have to,
0: like, wash dishes in the beginning?
1: Yeah, you do a lot of things.
0: I remember that standing out, like, doing dishes and... I have to be in the mood for a Quantic Dream or a Telltale game.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: Sometimes I wish they would just. I want to see the story. Just have me press buttons. Not interact with anything, just have choices pop up. Mm-hmm. And it's like a big, long, long movie, and I just make choices while it plays out. I don't need to walk around and. Yeah. Because usually it's not that good. Although, I do feel like in uh, Beyond Two Souls, that's some third person action y stuff when you're like in. That other country, and you're sneaking around.
1: Yeah, I don't understand why that that game didn't connect with people more.
0: Yeah, I liked it. But.
1: I really enjoyed it. It's just not on, like, out of the three games that they have had that I've been able to play, like Indigo, uh, I can't remember the thing. They had one other game that came out. It's Indigo something, <laughs> and um, I Indigo tried Prophecy. it. Oh, Indigo Prophecy, right. Um, I tried it. Because I found some way to play it, and I just couldn't. I couldn't get it. Yeah. I'm. I, I'm. Unfortunately, once uh, graphics go past a certain point, I really can't go back.
2: But
0: that is not true because of the what's coming up on your list. That's bull.
1: Don't look at my list. That is
0: bullshit. I know what's going to be Don't on it. Don't look at my list. I didn't look at it. I just know. I know you. There's. Remember, she said that.
1: On certain things, <laughs> I also said that nostalgia like rules over everything. Okay. So if it's like a new experience and the graphics are poor, I I struggle, I struggle to connect to even care at all.
0: Yeah, I I that makes sense. I understand.
1: Um, but yeah, that's my that's my number six.
0: My number six. Speaking of Batman Combat, is Batman Arkham Asylum? Oh, good one. And. I debated on which one to put on here out of the Arkham games, and I think Asylum, when it came out, it was, when I first heard about it, I was like, okay, if they get my childhood Batman and Joker in this game, it's going to blow my mind, and they did. Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. as Batman and Joker, is like the best combo, I think, of Batman and Joker that there is. Even, I would put Mark Hamill's Joker up like a centimeter over Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm, I agree and i think that talking about nostalgia like that just goes back to the cartoons and his joker is just incredible like
1: that's well, weird because he's like you love to hate him
0: but he's lovable
1: he's lovable i never wanted him to die yeah but at the same time like he would do something that was so bad and i'm like oh he's
0: gotta just <laughs> super creepy um the combat even though they borrowed slightly from Assassin's Creed, they they perfected it. It's it's great, responsive. So the gameplay in that is really really good. I like slinking around as Batman and freaking the the thugs out. And they like you string one up and then you don't get seen and they they start freaking out. The story is really good. I think it falls apart towards the end when you get super Joker. Yeah. I thought that was kind of silly. kind of over the top and i get and it's a comic book game but everything else was kind of grounded comic booky until that point Mm -hmm. it was weird to see a big old swolled up joker and it was just like i feel like attacked on boss fight
1: but i felt i felt like that too but then when they had the rest of the games like that was a consequence yeah. Everything. I really appreciated that. And it made it made my opinion of that change because I was like, oh, it's not just like the cartoons. Yeah. Because I could see that situation happening in the, in the old cartoons, the Batman animated series cartoons. Like, yeah. absolutely, absolutely, they would have happened. But they wouldn't have had any consequences. Joker would have been back to normal the next episode.
0: Yeah, and I mean, he's...
1: With no explanation.
0: Yeah. And then that ties in, I think Arkham Knight is my second favorite. And I love the he slowly was in his mind and Joker slowly starting to take over Mm -hmm. I think that's brilliant and he's really obviously he said he wouldn't come back and he did and I'm super glad that he did in that one but it started with Asylum and Rocksteady who knows what they're doing now but I can't freaking wait for whatever it
1: is whatever it's going to be it's going to be great
0: number five breaking in to the top five
1: top five God of War oh nice 2018 God of War I tried to play the other ones leading up to it um, on PS3, and I got through the first two and Ascension, um, and it was pretty good.
0: So you didn't play three?
1: I played three after.
0: After you played God of War 2018? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh wow.
1: Because I I was <clears throat> trying for a long time to play them, like, four months, and I worked. The job that I had previous to the job I currently had, I was working easily, like... 60 hours a week and I had no time and I would get home and I would have to drop what I was doing and go back to work. Happened all a lot. Um, so it, it limited my ability to have things in my life like video games. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I bought, I pre-ordered the God of War PS4 pro console. And I had gotten the games prior to that. And I just was, I was trying and trying and trying to, um, grind it out so that I could get to that point of, of knowing what was going on in the story. And I didn't. I watched, you know, I ended up watching, like, the What Happened in God of War in Five Minutes type of thing. Oh, yeah. And um, it ended up not even mattering. M- needing to matter? Mattering? Mattering's a word. Okay, mattering's a word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, going through that whole thing in that first cut scene where he's cutting down the tree and mm-hmm. you see the gold handprint and then everything else that happens after that and all the all the other things that happen just being like this giant spider web that you don't realize until the end of the game and then that last reveal at the end of the game it was a phenomenal, phenomenal experience and a um, group of friends I had at the time we were all like so shocked about it loving it every second of it um, In the I beginning, didn't...
0: you have, like, the best superhero fight Yeah, that games have ever done, really. Yeah,
1: and super long, too. <laughs> yeah. And that, that, that part, I was just like, oh, gosh, this whole game is going to be like this, and I don't know if I can do it. I'm not that good.
0: And, like, seamless. Yeah. Freaking awesome.
1: Well, the whole it's thing like is, is seamless. Like, because I went back, and I have it platinumed, um, and the biggest issue that I had, besides the Valkyrie, had to get help on that. Um, but the biggest issue that I had was finding all those freaking birds. And I didn't, like, once certain portions of the map, like, as portions of the story happened, I was like, that's it, I can't get that bird now. <laughs> Crap. Birds. Um, birds. I hate birds. I hate them. But there was just so much that happened in that game that was so good, and it made having a two person fighting team between Kratos and Atreus, like I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to drag him along. Yeah. This whole game. It's like a big
0: I, escort mission.
1: Well and I, I was like, I hope he gets sick. And then that when he did get sick, I was just like, Holy crap, I need him. Yeah. He's so much more supportive than I gave him credit for. That's cool. Yeah. Great game. Really good game. Cannot wait for the next one. Come on, Santa Monica Studios. Oh, no, they're
0: they they're working hard on it. I'm sure. I hope. Speaking of Sony first party games, my number five is uh, Marvel Spider-Man on PS4. Oh,
1: and we are shocked and not at all. That's funny that our number <laughs> yeah. fives are both that are That's, that's hilarious. Yes. Yeah, so For <coughs> those I... of you who don't know, Josh has a PS4 Pro that is the Spider-Man edition. And mine is the God of War edition of the of the pro.
2: Yeah.
0: So uh, man, where do I even start with Spider Man? <clears throat> He's probably my favorite superhero. Probably. Yeah.
1: He is a hundred percent your favorite <laughs> superhero.
0: And uh, Yuri Lowenthal mm-hmm. crushes it. He does such a good job, and Laura Bailey is such a good uh, Laura. Mary Jane. Laura um, I love voice actors where you don't know that it's them <clears throat> and like if I wasn't connected to the gaming industry as much as I am I wouldn't know that was Laura Bailey. Mm-mm. Like she does such a good job and she's a perfect Mary Jane, he's a perfect Peter Parker because I was super worried about who they were going to get to voice him and he, he kills it. And they The attention to detail in the game like they recorded two voice dialogues for if you're swinging or not swinging and that's insane to me that they think about stuff like that like he actually exerts if he's swinging and like shouts his line more than if you're just standing on top of a building
2: Mm
0: -hmm. and the combat is batman his assassin's creed ish um they it's funny i watched the interview and and uh he was talking about it's not counter-based it's dodged based so batman is counter-based and Spider-Man is more dodge-based. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's... I mean, I think you're pulling at straws or whatever, but it's not that big of a deal anyways. Because it is more... And you're way more acrobatic and in the air as Spider-Man than you are as Batman. And Oh, yeah. So for them... Like, I love the Arkham games, and for them to give me a similar style combat but make me feel like Spider-Man, and they really make you feel like Spider-Man and once you get the hang of it. That's why I like... Our friend Logan was playing it and he wasn't, the combat wasn't clicking with him. And I was like, Ugh. It, it was like nails on a chalkboard for me because I'm like, it's so good once you it get the hang of it. A,
1: it took me a long time. It- yeah, and
0: that's fair. And I don't, I don't, I'm not taking it away from
1: anything. Cause I, anything. I think that came out and then Red Dead Redemption came out at like the same time. Yeah. They were within like two weeks of each other.
0: And they are completely different. They are. Controls wise.
1: Yeah, 100%. But I like,
0: but once you get the hang of it and you you really have a bunch of different options and there's a there's stuff that I didn't even know was possible that I watched a guy on YouTube he was like Spider-Man's a genius or something like that and he one of the powers you have like a gravity well that throws everybody up in the mm-hmm. air and you can do that to like 10 people at once mm-hmm. And then you throw a web bomb on the ground as they're falling and it webs everybody to the ground.
1: Yeah, you showed me that when we first started dating.
0: And it's like, i you could get 15 people down with that one thing. And then you got his, um, the one you can shoot that has a laser on it. And if he gets close to a wall, it sucks him to the wall. Mm-hmm. And there's stealth and the story is freaking awesome and emotional at, at times. They showed way too much in promotional stuff. Which is kind it. of a bummer. I tried to stay away from it, but I ended up seeing a lot of the enemies. Because they kind of go through the whole Spider-Man backlog of enemies that you fight. and, and Then the ending and the suit that you get. The, your like, Doc Ock-inspired freaking mm-hmm. black suit. Super cool. And then the tease at the end with the symbiote. and It being the Green Goblin, so we might get like a symbiote. Green oh, I one.
1: I, like. one? I just need there to be a second one.
0: Oh, they're 100% working on the second one. Oh, well, I'm yeah.
1: sure. I just need it to happen fast. That and God of War, I need it to be, like, tomorrow, please. And with the
0: new PS5 hard drives, we're going to be able to swing through the city faster than we've ever been able to. It's going to be incredible.
1: One gripe is I wish that they had actual people instead of blocks on the boats.
0: <laughs> but that's insane. <laughs> That's, like, the most nitpicky, nitpicky yeah, thing I'm you kidding, could say.
1: But, oh, my gosh. Those, that's nightmare fuel.
0: Actually, the one thing is a slingshot. Like, you need to be Spider-Man. You need to shoot both webs out, back up, and then shoot yourself off well, of Well, even the, if it's the, only, like, you know, the
1: last chapter of the game to where they have not where, like, oh, I figured this out.
0: Something. I was just super bummed that they didn't have that. But, like, the way they have you jump off of buildings and... I was actually playing it the other day. I'm trying to 100% the DLCs, and I seen an animation that I'd never seen before. Based off of where I was on this building, he like he only, he kind of slingshotted himself because mm-hmm. I was there was nowhere else for my web to attach except for a building that already I'm already over it. So he like shot his web down and then like whipped himself over the building. It was freaking awesome.
1: More of that, please.
0: They nailed it. I think they had a huge challenge on their plate, and they, they knocked it out of the park. I agree. And it was a shoe in for the, my list.
1: Okie dokie. So, four? Number four. Number four. Don't hate me. But it's The Last of Us. It's not in my top three. <sighs> my heart hurts. <laughs> But for obvious reasons, anybody who's played The Last of Us or is any type of PlayStation person has to understand why The Last of Us is so amazing. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail about it because I know that somebody else is going to go into a whole lot of detail about it. So that's Yeah, we'll talk four.
0: about it when we get there.
1: Yeah. That's my number four.
0: All right. My number four is Zelda Breath of the Wild. There you go. And um I don't know, it's... That's a game, I know a game means something to me when I play it more than one time, and when it's a, like an 80 hour game, and I play it twice, there's something there, mm-hmm. and uh, I played through, I bought it for the Wii U, and 100%ed it basically, not all the Korok seeds, or Korok not you all didn't the poops. You the golden poop, huh? I didn't get the golden, I've never gotten the golden poop, because it's, I'm American, I'm not collecting poop. <laughs> um, <laughs> but...
1: That's right, folks. When our dogs poop, we let
0: it lie. It's, I don't even know where to start. The way the that it begins and you wake up and you walk out and you just have that whole world in front of you and the plateau is like this giant tutorial for the powers that you're about to get. And I know a lot of people don't like that you get all your abilities right away and they kind of mixed up the Zelda formula a little bit. But that's why I love it so much. And the cutscenes have freaking voice acting. Finally, they're welcome to freaking 2010.
1: Came out in 2017.
0: No, I'm that, I'm saying that's how far behind they are. Oh. All the the shrines, the little puzzles, the boss fights. were... I mean, I get playing like Twilight Princess and playing the one on
2: Skyward the, Sword.
0: No, the the, the handheld one. Uh, oh, Link, Link, the between oh, no. Link between worlds. Link between worlds. Like the boss, those boss fights make you think. Breath of the Wild's boss fights—you're just fighting. Like it's not really. There's no puzzly elements, which I understand. And there aren't big dungeons, but you got 120 shrines and four beasts that are, like mid-sized dungeons, that I that I enjoyed. And I'm not the authority on Zelda.
1: Oh, I'm not either.
0: Like a Link Between Worlds, and
1: that, that honor goes to Brittany Slindy.
0: Link Between Worlds. And Breath of the Wild are really the only ones I've 100% completed. Breath of the Wild, there's there's this puzzle. Um, you have to basically complete these circuits in one of the shrines. There's like metal on the ground. Mm-hmm. And you have to move boxes to complete the circuit, basically. You have to you like power it up, and then you have to make sure the circuit goes all the way to open the door. Well... The game's has like rules and gravity and stuff works like it should work in in the real world so there's weight to things metal things are or, or conduct electricity like they do for real mm-hmm. and I didn't have or I was like I'm going to try and figure this out not the way they want me to figure this out so I used my weapons I used metal weapons to complete the circuit instead of the boxes that they provided and it worked and it blew my freaking mind that that actually... They accounted for that. Mm-hmm. And it actually completes a puzzle because they're metal. It has nothing to do with their swords. It's just they're metal, so of course they conduct electricity. And then there's even eventide island. They strip you of all your gear. And I hit it at a point in the game where I was like... 50 hours in and had all, all my good stuff. And then I swim over to this island. And... They take everything from you, and you kind of have to survive on this island and complete a couple challenges. That was freaking really really cool and unexpected. And then all the different variety of enemies. And then you got like the first time I seen a lionel, and I was terrified.
1: Yeah, I don't mess with that.
0: And <clears throat> he, I approached him, and if you don't if you don't attack him, he just stands there. And I think that's so cool, like. Only if you're threatening him will he attack you. Yeah. So I engaged one this one time, and he had they have these f- crazy bows that shoot three to four or five arrows, and he, it was like electric. Right. And wiggy, wiggy. yeah, and he shot it at me one time, and I was able to get out of the way, and I ran behind a rock for cover. And I was like, like trying to think of a game plan and he arced, he like looked at me that I was behind a rock and he arced the bow and shot me over, shot over the rock and hit me still. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I've never seen, like the game adapted to me hiding from him, and it blew my mind. And the game is full of those little moments of discovery that is kind of unparalleled and polished for an open world. Like i Nintendo. think it's a
1: new breed of of legend of zelda it's it's a new generation it's a, it's gonna it obviously has changed everything breath i can't of wait of for two i was gonna say breath of the wild 2 is coming out i'm sure it's not going to be a complete co- clone of it i hope that they take some of the feedback that they got from original fans like into account i don't hate breath of the wild it's just not in my top three legend of zelda games
0: yeah, that's fair. Well, I'm not, it speaks to more of what I enjoy about games. Yeah. And I like exploring and... I like when things react and do what they are supposed to do. Like you push a little mound of snow down a hill, it it grows into a giant death ball. <laughs> you you have these little... Uh, you can kill the octopus and get these little balloons and you can attach those balloons to anything in the world and basically fly up into the sky. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, and like that kind of stuff gets me excited about games, and that one is full of those, just chock full. Of them. Yeah. The map is huge, and...
1: Well, I, I do love the game. I mean, <laughs> as, as evidence, the day that it launched, I had ordered it on Amazon, and it wasn't going to get here fast enough, so I went out and bought a Switch, and then I bought the most expensive version that they had with the book, and... Mm-hmm the coin, and the case, and everything else that I had, um, and I still have it, and I haven't played it, and I don't know how long, um, I don't even have my copy of it, I haven't had my copy of it for over a year, so I let one person borrow it, and then my nephew wanted to borrow it the next thing, so I haven't had it for over a year, um, and I think when I eventually get my copy back, I might want to get into it again and, and give it another shot. But it's just not... It hasn't been my favorite Legend of Zelda. Yeah.
2: And
0: that's okay. To each their own.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm sure we're going to be talking about that here in a little bit. Oh, yeah, we are. So, uh, do I have anything else to say about Breath of the Wild? I'm really excited for two. Um, I think that they should let, let Link speak. He grunts. And I just... I don't understand why you guys cling, and I say you guys as Nintendo, like Nintendo hardcore fans, why you cling to letting them do that over and over again. Why can't Link speak? Just because he's never done it? No. Like, why not have him get with the times a little bit?
1: So I can get and my ex- game faster and I don't have to have an English version recorded. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's fair. But they, like I said, they were taking baby steps. The cutscenes were voice acted. Not Link, but the other characters speak.
1: I think that Nintendo, they're behind on the times on a lot of things. Um, they just,
0: online. I was <coughs> going to say
1: online. Let's talk about the online situation. They just got that recently, like what, two years ago? And they know that they're so far behind on it that their full year of online service for an entire family household is $35. A single use of any other online system, online... Gaming companion type thing, Xbox Live, PlayStation Plus, all of that is a $60 thing per person.
2: Yeah.
1: Per year. That's when you know that they're like, oh yeah, well, we're way behind on the times and we're just going to do what we are going to do.
0: They've always done what they wanted to do.
1: And it it works for them. I mean, you do have, they did what they wanted to do with the Wii and then you did have PlayStation follow up with the PlayStation uh, motion controllers.
0: I'm pretty sure the motion controllers came out first for PS3. Were they? Yes.
1: Okay. I don't know. My apologies for being wrong. (laughs) But then you can't fight the Kinect coming out after the Wii.
0: Yeah, but I don't... Yeah, I think they're different, but...
1: But it's the same principle.
0: Yeah, motion controls.
1: Motion controls.
0: Yeah. And just like... I got
1: down on some Fruit Ninja. Don't get me wrong.
0: I feel like Nintendo take... Like what the Vita, the Vita was supposed to be what the Switch is, but the Vita just came out like eight years too early. Yeah. And Nintendo swooped in and.
1: Well, this would be a good conversation to have about why Nintendo is the way that they are. Maybe this would be a good subject for another podcast.
0: Yeah, we're getting sidetracked. Yeah. We are. So we can get back to.
1: Year number trace. three. Persona Five R. Royal. Okay. Um, I played the original Persona 1.34 times, or not 1.34, 1 and 3 quarters. I got almost all the way through. 1.75? Yeah, 1.75. Uh, I got...
0: Which if you guys don't know, it's like 120 hours a piece To finish the game is like 120 hours.
1: Yeah, for basic, but if you're going a little bit r- further... I've base persona. I've put three hundred hours in, over three hundred hours. Oh, that's nutty. That's nutty. Um, persona five, Royal. I am about sixty-two. I think I'm about sixty-two hours in. Um, Loving every second of it. Uh, I like games that are heavy and have some, you know. There's there's stuff that happens in real life, but at the same time, it has like cartoony situations that are happening. I don't feel like I'm playing Sims, even though I'm playing like a high school simulator in a lot of ways. Um, but you connect with the characters, and you get down into some like nitty gritty stuff. I'm just the first chapter alone. You deal with a, a gym teacher who's a pedophile, and, yeah. and he's a, a sexual abuser as well. Like I was all sorts. Surprised
0: with that when I first was playing it.
1: And then, you know, one of his victims tries to commit suicide. All of that within the first, like, seven hours of the game?
2: Yeah.
1: And it's a big game, so seven hours isn't that much. That's not even 10% into it, really. Uh, It's just heavy. There's so much that goes on in it it, that's really heavy, and there's so much more depth to it if you dig further into the characters, into all the characters. You get to see some some dark things um, and how positively you can come out on the other side of those things is it's uplifting versus like you watch tv and you watch people go through crappy things and they either kill themselves or somebody else yeah um and it's it's one of those things that makes you feel like hey i can make a difference still even if stuff is crappy i can make a difference and yeah it's just great it's fun and i love it it was my first jrpg that i ever played ever so many times the people were like oh yeah final fantasy is so good and all this stuff and you mentioned our friend logan before he got me into it because i watched him play it one night and um it was just i felt like i was watching an anime movie and so i was like okay i can maybe get into this then
0: yeah it's got incredible style yeah the style
1: Music, style, um...
0: It's a turn-based RPG.
1: Turn-based RPG. Voice acting, when it's there, is fantastic. Yeah. It's not always there, but, um, my favorite voice actor, Matthew Mercer, is in it, and he does a phenomenal job. His wife was in Persona 4 as a character, and you've played Persona 4 Mm -hmm. on your beat-up.
0: Not all the way through.
1: Not all the way through. Persona 4 Golden. Yeah.
0: And I played when 5... I was super excited for 5... And I, it came out, and I, on a Monday night at like 10 p.m., and I played all the way until I had to go to work the next day. I was super excited, and I just, I don't know what else was coming out around that, but I, I put 75 hours into it, and I just haven't finished it yet. I really enjoy it. I love the, I like turn-based turn based RPGs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I like the, most of the time I like how chatty it is. Mm-hmm. So I have to be in that kind of mood, but still, the combat's really good. It's really got like a flair to it. That's yeah, it's fun to play. And for being turn-based, they they spice it up with things that make it more fun than just your normal turn-based RPG. And
1: that that happens even more in Royal. that's yeah, which spicing. Is cool. yeah. like I don't know if you've seen anything. No, open. I haven't really. Um, but. There's so much that goes on with Royal that they, like, just tweaked. And you had asked me when Royal came out, and you were like, do you really want to spend another $60 on, on this game that you've already put 300 hours in? Do you that something that you genuinely want to do? And I was waffling back and forth, and I'm super happy that I did. Because mm-hmm. um, it doesn't feel like a completely different game, but there's so much more content that I do feel like I got a whole new game. That's awesome and one that I will 100% play again. Perfect. Come on, New Game Plus.
0: My number three is your honorable mention or maybe lower Uncharted 4 Mhm. was an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. <sighs> no respect to Naughty Dog. Um, so they're my they are my absolute favorite dev and um, I love the whole Uncharted series. I'm a big fan of Indiana Jones. I don't Understand the argument that Uncharted Four isn't the best Uncharted because it does all the things that the previous games did, but better. In every single category, mm-hmm. the gunplay is better, the animation is better, the graphics are better, the story. I guess you could maybe argue for the other ones, but I think the culmination of all the characters coming in. He's finally married to Elena. I'm married. He's finally married to he's Elena. i married. In the beginning just how it starts off and he's just kind of stuck in a rut doing the 9 to 5 grind and he's just kind of going through the motions with Elena and they sit down and play crash and i thought that was so really cool so bad at
1: that
0: and just the way they they showed him kind of being not happy with the way his life was going and just kind of going through the motions and how that was affecting his relationship with Elena and then him You know, you're finding out that he has a brother, you know, played by Troy Baker. The voice acting is incredible all the way through. They introduce Nadine, which is... uh, Laura Bailey. Laura Bailey, which, again, absolutely incredible. And she got a lot of flack for that because she plays a black character and she is white. And there there was a lot of, you know... People talking crap, I guess, in the beginning of that. Mm -hmm. And they were kind of upset with her, but she stuck with it. And Naughty Dog stuck by her. And I don't... Who cares? It's an amazing performance. Mm -hmm. And I think that... I don't necessarily think that means that she took a... She took the job away from everyone. It doesn't mean she took the job away from a black person. Yeah, she took
1: it from everyone.
0: And killed it. So, justifyingly so. And... We talked about this recently, uh, sort of recently, because I've been playing through um, Tomb Raider, and we were talking about the animation. And going, playing Uncharted 4 and watching him climb up things and then playing Tomb Raider and watching her climb up things, it's it's night and day. It's insane. Mm -hmm. And you take it for granted when you're playing it how smooth and how good the animation is when he's climbing. And that transitions into gameplay, and you're swinging with your grappling hook. And you're jumping down on people, and it's super smooth and reactive, and the graphics are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I got—I've never cried in at a video game ever. Like I welled up a couple times, maybe mm-hmm. in, in a game I'm going to talk about here in a little bit. But uh, him and uh, Nate and Elena's relationship is is really good, and him. Hiding the fact that he was going on an adventure with his brother, like, frustrated me. So I was feeling things that, that the game was making me feel things. Like he should have just talked to her about it, and of course that creates drama. And it's mm-hmm. and well, your she supports pleasure, him.
1: You were even like, "Why is he so stupid? Just tell your wife."
0: Yeah, and, and, but she supports him through the whole thing, and she understands and. Um, she's playful with it she acts like she's dead one time and really freaks Nate out and I thought that was really funny yeah and so even that even the end I think they ended it well with the, the sword fight with uh what's his face in the Raph.
1: on the ship right yeah oh this was like one of the most frustrating fights I've ever experienced yeah it was
0: difficult but well and I've, I've played it so many times that like I got used to it so I enjoyed it more more and more I guess but yeah and the whole cast is there Sully and good old Troy Baker does a good job as Sam and yeah so it's definitely the best Uncharted in my number three I do you see. have anything else to say about that?
1: no I totally agree with you it's just not like I said earlier it's not my it's not in my top ten but I'm ruled by nostalgia
2: because you um, hate Naughty Dog?
1: I do not hate Naughty Dog Far from it. Um, But, you know, I... I just... I I also haven't played those in a while. So, I want to play them. And I want to platinum them. But it looks like they're, based off of what I've seen you do lately, um, pretty pretty tough. Yeah,
0: they're pretty... I have all the platinums except for Uncharted 1.
1: Nostril flare.
0: (laughs) Alright, number two. We're almost done.
1: So... My number two is Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. It, it gave me like the, the chills and nostalgia that I got for a couple of other games that it really, really drove me and like I was so invested in the characters to the point that like I was sick. I literally, when it came out, I spent my entire summer break in a gaming chair which was just basically a huge beanbag, did not get up at all other than to go to the bathroom and, like, and eat occasionally. But my mom was, like, legitimately, like, you have to stop playing. You have to. We've got to go do this, this, and this. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm fine right where I'm at. Um, and, like, slept in my gaming chair so that whenever I woke up, I would immediately be able to get back on and play. My, it was huge. Like, love that game. Was one of the main things that I told you that we had to do when we started dating was play that. Still haven't done that. But we bought a Wii U for it. Bought (laughs) a Wii U for it. Because we tried to do it on my GameCube and because, you know, I just said something about graphics and how rough they can be and it makes me sad. Um, GameCube was an issue. (laughs) So we, we tried to come up with an alternative plan there and... I'm a crazy person. I love the water temples in both that and Ocarina of Time. I'm an insane person. I know, crazy, but those games just make you think. Um, The original formula just had you like puzzling it all out. Everything was a huge puzzle, and I love that game. What's your number two?
0: What if I have something to say about Twilight Princess? Well, you
1: should say something.
0: (laughs) I don't. Uh, I mean, we played, I think we're like 10 hours in or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's good. I definitely, well, I appreciate the HD remake on Wii U. Mm-hmm. And it actually holds up pretty good, I think. But yeah, I think the the dungeons and stuff, I get the criticism of Breath of the Wild when, when I play through those ones with you. Like the difficulty of the bosses, and you actually kind of have to think, And it's not as hand-holdy. I don't think Breath of the Wild is hand-holdy, but it's more straightforward, for sure. So. But, yeah, I think that would work my way, or work into some kind of list for me, because I was enjoying what we've played so far. Mm -hmm. And I know that's kind of a blind spot in my Zelda fandom, I guess. Yeah.
1: Just, also the fact that you could change into a wolf. And then, uh, oh, do not get me started on that girl. Mm hmm she is. She's amazing. Amazing.
0: Oh, amazing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My number two is The Witcher 3. Darn. What's why? Darn?
1: Because I don't know anything about it.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I think once we get the F- Final Fantasy X Persona out of the way, Witcher may be on that list. It's a super long game, though. But I think you could mainline it and... and... So I'm not going to spoil too much, but it's probably the best open world, like, live and breathing feeling game that I've ever played. Like, it feels lived in, it feels like the NPCs in the world are real, they all have their own little lives. Uh, The creatures and stuff, that they all coexist in this world, it's just a cool... Like, idea having griffins just flying around and little bog monsters and water hags and wraiths and all kinds of stuff. And the the best, hands down, the best side missions and side quests in a game that I've ever played. Voice stacking is ph- phenomenal throughout, even though the smallest of side quests have like intricate dialogue and backstories. So it just feels lived in in real and that's a game that i i did everything all side quests all the main stuff and then the dlcs came out and i 100% of those as well and i usually don't do that with games so yeah Geralt is is a great character he's a ladies man he's he's uh you get to make choices that actually affect the story there's a strong female lead in it in siri And I think she's fantastic. I think you'd really like playing her and, like, or playing with her and, like, seeing their interaction and seeing what she does and the way the 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 story goes, depending on your choices. Like, apparently there's way more endings than I realized, but I got the best one, thankfully. Mm. And uh, I thought it ended perfect. And Siri should get her own game. She's fantastic, a really strong female character. That you don't really see that often. Yeah, what can I say? The Bloody Baron storyline is just unbelievable, and I don't want to spoil anything. So things. there's like they they touch on like folk tales, like Hansel and Gretel and uh, Rapunzel and stuff. And some of the there's like a side quest area that you go into that's like a magic gate, and you go into this, and you see Rapunzel's tower, and then you come across uh hansel and gretel like the candy house just randomly there's no reason Mm -hmm. so that kind of stuff is just it's super cool the world is really really great and then the combat you're a witcher you're a monster hunter and you can prepare as much as you want or as as like as little as you want and it actually affects the way you play the game and if you really prepare, you can whoop something that would really kick your butt if you weren't prepared. And investigating how to take something down, whatever its weaknesses? Like, I like when games give you that option and it actually means something and actually can bear some fruit if you actually prepare. And you can actually, like, kick some butt mm-hmm. by preparing. I think it's really cool instead of just button mashing. Yeah, and so I put, I think, like 130 hours in to, to all of it, to completing everything. And it's... Definitely deserves to be number two in my one of my favorite games ever. Eight. And I can't wait for you to play it. It's really good
1: I'm excited to play it. I, I Wanted to read the books first and I read the first one or the intro Which is basically the Netflix series mm-hmm. um, Almost word-for-word word. Just the the series of events are not in the same order um, But I'm excited to get into that world
0: Cool. And your number one game of all time.
1: Uh-huh. I bet I could guess. Yeah, I, I bet you can. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. This is a purely nostalgic one. Um, I originally played it on the uh, Nintendo 64. And... Um, my mom had actually bought Majora's Mask for me, but we the Nintendo 64 we had didn't have the cartridge in it that would allow you to play colored cartridge games. So the Majora's Mask copy that we got was a gold copy off of eBay for like $11. And we I couldn't play it. And I was super bummed. But it ended up being a really good thing because we sold that car- cartridge. Now, looking back, I wish we hadn't. But we sold it, I took it to GameStop, and I traded it for Ocarina of Time. And... Uh, played Ocarina of Time. Was struggling with it. Was struggling with it, and that was when started like stuff started clicking clicking for me. One right after the other. I was just trying to figure stuff out. And my cousin Shayna actually was was with me when I figured out how to get through the first boss. And that was the the hook for me. First video game I ever shot. played, huh?
2: The hook shot. for The you? hook
1: shot for me. Good one. Um, first game I ever played. That actually had a storyline to it that I was able to follow. Like I played Mario, but because you couldn't save, I didn't care. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And like we played some other games, um, but nothing that ever had like a serious story to it at all. That was the first one, and um, I just was hooked. Like. I have my my original N64 Red controller that I bought brand new when I first started playing that game, and it is worn out, and it's worn out from playing Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Um, Like, the the joysticks are hanging down. They no longer go back to center. Mm -hmm. They hang down. Um, And I just loved it. The playing music on it when you're playing your ocarina, taming a horse... Um, the chickens, everything, <laughs> like, all of it. It was freaking yeah. amazing to me, and I, I like, looking back on it now...
0: Games must have chickens. Huh? Games must have chickens. Games
1: must have chickens, and you must also have fishing. There's fishing in every game, I swear.
0: <laughs> Kick the chickens, fly with the chickens.
1: Yeah. Don't hit them with a the sword, though, because then they'll attack you. Um, but... Legitimately, that that's, like, the one that started it all for me, was that game. I was interested in video games before, but when we got... Somebody actually donated the Nintendo 64 to my parents' church. Oh. um, And the church was going towards the phase of no longer, like, allowing kids to play video games at youth group because this was in the 90s and video games were of Satan.
0: Yes. Um all
2: of them came from him.
1: Yeah, they did. So I got, you know, getting that and uh figuring out how to hook it up to the TV cuz my parents didn't really want me to play so they didn't want to help me with that, but figuring out how to set it up on the TV and figuring out how to get the cartridges working and everything else that I needed and earning money so that I could buy games. Um <laughs> it was just fantastic to me and um, uh, I love Ocarina of Time. Like, it's probably always going to be my number one, but that's strictly because it's the first game I ever played. Um, and the puzzles are hard. Like, for a 12-year-old that didn't have any, or however old I was, not having any experiences with games at all, like, I was excited that I figured it out. Mm-hmm. And I've 100%ed that game, like, with all the hard containers and everything. And jars and jazz. Uh, probably four or five times.
0: Jars and jazz.
1: Jars and jazz. Uh, and I have it on... I like it on every type of console that I can have it on. It's it's on. I own a copy of it. So, I love it. Everyone should love it, but you know.
0: <laughs> I remember as a kid when that came out, or at least when I had access to it. I just don't think it, I was... I didn't understand what was going on. So mm-hmm. I bounced off of it and never went back. And then uh, never really tried even the more modern takes on it until like, I tried a little bit on your 3DS. And eventually I think I would like to finish it just so I don't have that like, heavy loading down my backlog mm-hmm. like, or the shame that I haven't played. Because I know that's on a lot of people's lists and a lot of people's favorite games of all time and stuff. So. Well,
1: yeah, it's just... It was, it was groundbreaking for when it was, and, I don't know, like, it was just fantastic to me.
0: Yeah, that's what this list is about. Yeah. Well, my number one <laughs> is The Last of Us.
2: Shocker.
0: I mean, yeah, I think anyone that knows me, even if we don't have video games in common, know that, uh, that I love The Last of Us. It's if if I were given $150 million and a team and they told me to make whatever game I would make, it would be The Last of Us. Like the way the game plays, how violent the game is, voice acting, story. It's just perfect. I think it's everything, all the choices I would have made in a game for myself, like they made and made it. Like it was like a dream game. Because I like realistic violence in games, I like a realistic story, one that makes you feel something, Mm -hmm. and it just checks all those boxes, it looks incredible, the characters mean something, and they mean something to each other, and they go on a journey, and they actually grow, and they have subtlety, and you feel for them as they go through things and want them to succeed and it's just yeah it's my favorite game ever yeah and I think Ashley Johnson and and Trey Baker nobody else could do what they did and I think it's it shows and it's a reason that it's successful and the time that Naughty Dog put into everything else and how polished it is and I feel like how tight the story is, it's just as close as perfect as a game can get.
1: I have to, like, it's it's not in my top ten, but I love it. That, you know, games making you feel things and, and, uh just, you know, kind of rocking your world and being in the right place for you at the right time. I feel like Last of Us has done that for me on more than one occasion. And, like, that first chapter that you play
2: mm-hmm.
1: with what happens is just so heavy and, and you know, it's Sarah dying and you don't even know the characters yet. You just know that there's, like, this little girl that's running around and... Yeah, you
0: spend, like, ten minutes with her. You spend
1: ten minutes with her, but she... They... The acting... The, That is done is so good um that it actually makes you feel something like i was about to say the deco tree dying in ocarina of time like i felt sad i was like oh there was nothing i could do Uh but the level of oh my gosh there's nothing i can do to help these characters that i like just met but i'm very emotionally invested in already Uh and i played the first time I played through that game, I played it on a projector. So in the pitch dark by myself in a really big house <laughs> with it blaring like super loud. Mm-hmm. And all of that stuff happened. And because I, I decided to make it like life size, it felt so intense and it's so good. I'm really nervous about the second one coming out in a, in about a month.
0: I'm not, Naughty not guy can ever let me down.
1: I'm just... I'm scared of what people are gonna do. What do you mean? Like, you know, you just have people cry out for so many different things in a storyline and I just hope that they don't adhere or give in to 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 pressure just because they want to make the story that people want. Yeah. Rather than the story that people need.
0: Or that Nadia wants to tell. Yeah. But yeah, I think The Last of Us has everything like... Humor, drama.
1: The giraffe scene is, like...
0: Yeah, touching.
1: It stands out in in video game cinematic history to me, the giraffes.
0: Yeah, and if that, thankfully, wasn't spoiled for me or anything. So, experiencing that, I think, has weight over, like, seeing it just in a clip.
1: Well, I didn't. (laughs) I wasn't... When I first played it, I was not in a... uh, video game world. (laughs) I didn't know anyone. I was by myself. So, now...
0: Did you play it when it came out?
1: No, because I didn't have a PlayStation.
0: Right. That was
1: 2013.
0: Yeah. It's been so long.
1: The first time I played a PlayStation, like, I played Heavy Rain, and then the person I played Heavy Rain with immediately was like, now we're going to play The Last of Us. And I was just like... I can. Like if, if it's all emotional like this, is every PlayStation game is going to be emotional like this? I can't handle it. And then that person and I lost touch. Um and I didn't get to play it at all until I bought I got my PS3 Slim used from Buddy. And I went I got it from him, immediately went to Entertainment Mart, picked up a copy of Last of Us and a few other games. And then Last of Us actually just sat For a long time. And then I started playing it because somebody like was like, Have you played that yet? You haven't? What the heck is wrong with you? And this was some like someone I didn't even know. Uh, and I played it and I was just like, Oh my gosh, it's so good. I started playing it again. Mm -hmm. And I played it two or three times on PS3. And then when I came like when I got my four and I started playing more and more games. I went back to that because my perspective had changed. Mm -hmm. And I played the DLC and I was just like, oh my gosh. This game just drags your heart through the mud.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's our top ten. And I hope you enjoyed listening. This is episode one of Hopefully Many. Yeah. From the NDG podcast.
1: If you think of other things that you want us to talk about or other opinions that you want to hear, let us know.
0: Yeah, so thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.